The Dallas Stars have kicked off the year 2023 maybe the best way possible. Joe Pavelski signs a contract extension and will be here in Dallas for at least one more season. The Stars also got a big win on Saturday night against the San Jose Sharks. Things are looking up for this team, and we're going to talk about all of it on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, January 2nd. A very happy new year to each and every one of you listening or watching. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button if you're listening on audio only. And leave us a five-star rating or review if you like the show and want to help us out by reaching new audiences. You can also follow us on social media at Locked on Stars, both Instagram and Twitter. Now, without any further hesitation, we have a lot to discuss today around the world of Dallas Stars hockey. Things going really well right now, all things considered, and we'll get to Saturday night's win in a second. A really nice 5-2 win for the Stars over the San Jose Sharks, but a former San Jose Shark and current Dallas Star has a new contract. There's been a lot of speculation this season. Uh, is this Joe Pavelski's last go-around? Is he going to call it a career after what you know, transpires in Dallas this season, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's 38 years old, going on 39. He's been in this league for a long time. He's accomplished a ton in this league, but still chasing that elusive first Stanley Cup championship. But all those questions and speculations seem to have been put to rest for at least one more season. The day after he gets three points against his former team, Joe Pavelski inked a new one-year contract extension worth at least $3.5 million. He's currently making $5.5 million this season, so a little bit of a pay cut, but I think for a guy like Joe that that is just okay with him. Still making good money. Uh, it's a deal that I think benefits both him and the team, and he's also made just a ton of money throughout his entire career uh, playing as long as he has. But, I mean, I think that this is an overall win for both parties. Like I said, Joe, 38 going on 39. He's really been clear since, you know, the end of his last long-term contract that at this point in his career, he just wants to take it one season at a time, which I think is fair. And I think it's a good sign that he feels like he can go at least one more season through the 23-24 campaign. And he's still playing at an incredibly high level. He set a new career high in scoring last season in points, and he's currently third on the Dallas Stars in points, only behind Jason Robertson and his other line mate, Rope Hintz. Joe Pavelski has 12 goals and 25 assists on the season, playing fantastic. Uh, I mean, just doing a lot for this team, but also not really having to be the best player. I feel like last year, that was kind of a pressure that was put upon him as good as Rope and Jason Robertson were. It just feels like Joe Pavelski was having to shoulder a lot of the load offensively for the Stars. But now things are a little bit more spread out. 
Robo and Rope have taken on more responsibilities. We've had the resurgence of Jamie Benn. We've had some of the defensemen come alongside and do a little bit more as far as scoring. Haskinen, Lundqvist, and so while Pavelski's still contributing, he's not having to do quite as much as he was doing last season, which I think is the perfect way to utilize what he has to offer at this point in his career. And there's, of course, plenty to like on the ice with Joe Pavelski, but he does provide quite a bit of value off the ice as well. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that I personally am a fan of guys on teams that just provide that really great veteran presence. I mean, a guy that's been in the playoffs before, he's been a professional for over 10, over 15 years, and he can really just lead a locker room. And of course, he's not the only leader in that dressing room for the Stars, but especially a Peter DeBoer-led team. You have to imagine that he's pretty pleased to have a guy like Joe in the locker room who's a very calm and relaxed presence off the ice. I mean, very easygoing and, I mean, aggressive and plays with a lot of energy on the ice, but even then just always has a cool, calm, collected poise about himself. Pretty much it just seems at all times a really great presence for the Stars to have in their locker room. Uh, He's, of course, just been a mentor to plenty of the young players on the team. Of course, letting Wyatt Johnston live at his house uh, for pretty much the entirety of this season. I mean, that is huge, I'm sure, just in terms of the personal relationship there, but also uh, translating, I'm sure, into a phenomenal rookie season for Wyatt Johnston. And of course, he's been teaching guys like Ty Delandria how to play better in front of the net. I mean, just so many different things that Pavelski does, not during games, that just speak volumes to his character as a player, but also just as a person in this league. He is an incredibly likable guy. I think, I mean, you ask people across the NHL what they think of Joe Pavelski, and I think you're not going to get too many people that dislike him. I mean, he's very easygoing, never in the news for controversy, never trying to be, you know, overspoken or say something out of line. I mean, he's going to show up, he's going to do the right thing, he's going to work hard, and he's likely going to give the credit to his teammates or the coaching staff, because that's just the kind of guy and the kind of player that he is. I mean, there's just several athletes across the world of sports who you just want to see succeed. Guys that or some of the best at their position, some of the best at their craft, but maybe just didn't quite get to the pinnacle of winning a championship. Henrik Lundqvist, one of the greatest goalies in the history of the New York Rangers franchise, beloved by that fan base, but you know, never won a championship. You have guys even in the NFL, Tony Romo in Dallas, Dan Marino in Miami with the Dolphins, Steve Nash, one of my favorite NBA players of all time, doesn't have a ring. And I think Joe Pavelski currently fits under this umbrella of guys who... deserve a ring just based on what they've done in their career, based on the kind of person that they are. And if he wins one with the Stars, I mean, he can 100% 100 say that he's earned it because he's not just a passenger on this team ring hunting, although he obviously is chasing that first Stanley Cup, that first ring, but he's not chasing it by just riding the bench and letting other guys do the work. He's putting in the work, and I think that that makes it more admirable as well. And I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because there's still a ton of season left, but this has been a great season for the Dallas Stars, and I think it speaks a lot to the direction that this organization is heading, that Joe Pavelski feels comfortable signing a new deal on the first day of 2023 to stay here for at least one more season. I mean, he's a guy that knows when a franchise is in a good spot, and obviously he thinks that this organization, that this team has the potential to make deep runs this season and next season. And so I, for one, am very excited to see number 16 in victory green for at least one more season. And maybe, just maybe, he and his coach can capture that first elusive Stanley Cup. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will shift our attention to Saturday night's game. The Stars got a nice 5-2 to win over 
the San Jose Sharks. We'll talk about how they did it and why it matters right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. There's tons of people who take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below what your favorite part of the Stars 5-2 win over the San Jose Sharks was. The game on Saturday, the Stars back in action on New Year's Eve for the first time since 2018. A few different circumstances preventing the Stars from playing a home game on New Year's Eve for a while. Of course, they had the Winter Classic to start 2020, uh, and then, you know, COVID, condensed schedules, things of that nature, just, you know, preventing them from playing a game at the American Airlines Center on New Year's Eve. So it felt good to have a game back at the AAC on a New Year's Eve night, and it was a night that kind of started off rough but ended up being a great one for the Stars and company. The Stars rung in the new year with a big win over the Sharks. Uh, and of course, just an emotional night all around as well, with it being, of course, the end of 2022, the start of 2023. Uh, and of course, a beautiful tribute to Don Whittacombe, the longtime security guard for the Dallas Stars locker room, known for standing outside and giving the players fist bumps and words of encouragement as they go on to the ice for warmups and for the games themselves. I mean, just a staple of the American Airlines Center staff for a long time. And I mean, a member of the Stars family, and very clearly so by the way that they, you know, posted about it on social media. Of course, the tribute that Jeff K read. I mean, you could hear it in his voice. Jeff K, one of the best in arena announcers that we have in this league. And you could just hear in his voice how sad and devastated he was to have to read the tribute, but also a, a very beautiful tribute um, to a guy that I personally didn't know. But I mean, just the way that people have spoken about him over the past few days, I think speaks volumes to the kind of guy he was and the kind of people that work around and for the Dallas Stars. So an emotional night all around. The Stars get the win, I'm sure, with him in mind. And they, have, of course, had the decals, the DWs on their helmets, which was a really nice touch, really cool tribute from the Stars, an emotional start to the game, and the Stars able to pull out a huge win. Despite things getting off to a rough start, they took control after the Sharks scored first, but I think they really started to take control once they got the power play going. They went two for three on the power play and also went four for four on the penalty kill and also picked up a Rope Hintz shorthanded goal to give the Stars a little bit of a cushion. It was only a three to two game in the third period. And Rope Hintz takes advantage of some sloppy play from the San Jose Sharks and a nice play from Jamie Benn to kind of disrupt any sort of movement up ice for the Sharks. And Rope Hintz able to capitalize, get the puck, and if 
he's one-on-one with a goalie, he is going to win that matchup nine out of 10 times. And this was a huge game for special teams for that reason, of course, and the Stars not allowing a power play goal for San Jose, but also the fact that the Stars picked up two power play goals of their own against the number one penalty kill in the NHL. We talked about it on Friday's episode that while the Sharks are certainly not one of the best teams in the league this season, they somehow have manufactured one of, if not the actual best penalty kill in the league, which is baffling. It's bizarre to me, but that's just the world that we live in. But they did not look like the number one PK on Saturday night. The Stars took full advantage and got some really good goals. Of course, Joe Pavelski getting one of those and then Jason Robertson getting a goal, which is just always a good thing to see this season and something that we've seen quite a lot of this season. And I know we're going to see a ton more. And while those power play goals were great, while we loved the Rope Hint shorthanded goal, you always love to see a defenseman get a 200-foot empty net goal. Shout out to Esselin Dell. The best goal of the night has to go to rookie Freddie Olofsson, who scored his first NHL goal off of, of course, a beautiful feed from Joe Pavelski. And it's just such a pretty play and such a really cool moment. I know I tweeted a video out of it, and some the Dallas Stars tweeted a video out of it. A ton of tweets and posts about this monumental goal for Olofsson. I mean, the celebration just says it all. You could see the scream and just his teammates surrounding him. Such an awesome moment for a guy who has not had an easy path to the NHL by any means. He's 26 years old, and he's just now getting his first chance in the big leagues a product of the ushl played in the ahl for quite quite some time Uh, i mean really just kind of been all over the place i think he spent some years in the shl over in sweden as well and found himself with the texas stars and has found an opportunity to get a call up to play on the fourth line with the absence of Denis gurianov and he has taken full advantage Uh, of course he's been loaned back to the texas stars for now to the confusion of some people but i myself and a ton of other people believe and i i mean i don't really see why this wouldn't be the case that it's just for salary cap reasons and he'll likely be back in time for the stars game against the kings tomorrow nothing to be worried about he's played very very well ever since he's been called up and he had one goal on Saturday and honestly probably should have had two or three more. He's gotten some fantastic looks and he's maybe been the best call up that the Stars have had all season. And that's saying quite a bit because we've seen some pretty good play from guys like Mate Blumel. Riley Tufty has certainly had his moments, but I think Freddie Olofsson has done a really nice job in the small window of opportunity that he's gotten this season. And I really see no reason at this point to send him back down for a long period of time unless there's a little bit of regression. I think while he's playing at a high level and while he's getting these high-quality scoring chances, you keep him on the team as long as you can. And I am really have been pleased with what I've seen, and I'm sure the coaching staff has as well. A guy who has been working incredibly hard to get to where he's at and not taking the moment for granted and not backing down. Incredible goal from Freddie Olison. Congratulations to him on his first of hopefully many NHL goals. And I'm you know, 26 years old, not really that old. I mean, it's certainly older than most people who make their NHL debuts, but it doesn't really matter when it happens. It just matters what you do with the opportunity you've been given. And Olafson has done just about all you could do. And, and I mean, you have to be pleased with what you've seen from a guy who had no NHL experience before Christmas. And then he comes in and plays some pretty solid games on the road, gets his first NHL goal in front of a packed house at home. And of course, if you're going to talk about this game on Saturday, you do have to give a ton of credit to Jake Ottinger, who I was a little bit surprised to see get the start. I mean, Scott Wedgwood hasn't had a home start since that game against the Los Angeles Kings 
after Jake Gottinger went down with injury. And even then, he hasn't really started a ton as of late. It's been a lot of Jake Ottinger. But Otter comes in and makes some really big saves. I mean, he did give up a couple goals to the Sharks, but they also could have had you know two or three more. They had some really great opportunities in the low slot kind of point blank range and Jake Ottinger was able to make those saves and keep the stars in the game and help keep that lead where it was for the majority of the latter half of the matchup and I do imagine that we'll see Jake at least one game on this back-to-back road trip the stars playing tomorrow against the Kings and then they'll play Wednesday against the Anaheim Ducks I imagine that we're going to see a goalie split maybe Wedgwood in game one and Jake Ottinger in game two that's personally how I would do it but we're gonna have to see how the coaching staff divides up those responsibilities and after Saturday's win the stars have now won four in a row for the first time this season and they're now heading on the road yet again for another quick very, very quick two-game road trip again, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they're off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they won't have another matchup until Sunday at home against the Florida Panthers. Some winnable games coming up on the schedule, and we have a chance to see the Stars maybe extend this win streak a little bit longer. Uh, Maybe we won't see one quite like what the Hurricanes are on or one like the Florida Panthers, or not the Florida Panthers, excuse me, the New Jersey Devils were on earlier this season, but let's just see what the Stars can do here. They're starting to play very well. They're finding their mojo, and the line's being reshuffled. There seems to have been some newfound chemistry. We're seeing White Johnson and Jamie Benn play alongside Mason Marchment. That's looked really good. We might could see Olofsson maybe get shifted around a little bit more after his performance over the past few games. What would he look like on a line with maybe Tyler Sagan or Ty Delandria? Who knows? I'm very curious to see what the coaching staff does on this road trip now that we've seen Freddie Olofsson for a few games. And I mean, sometimes when they reshuffle the lines, we get some really good production. So I'm curious to see what is done with the lineup on this upcoming road trip. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how 2022 ended for the Stars and what we can look forward to in 2023. Closing out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars, the first episode of 2023. And what a past year it's been for the Stars organization. A really good year, all things considered. It's been quite the journey. You look back and the Stars clinch a playoff spot in 2022. An intense series with Calgary, a series that many people expected to be Calgary in four or Calgary in five. And the Stars come out and they force seven games. They force overtime. In Game 7, Jake Ottinger puts on one of the best performances we've seen from a goalie in recent playoff memory. I think that that was a huge step for the Stars and considered a successful season based on where they were projected to finish in the preseason. And even once they got to the playoffs, again, over, you know, going above and beyond what the expectations were for them going into that series. And then they had a very successful offseason. Of course, they had a really solid draft. We're seeing Leon Bichelle play fantastic at the World Juniors. You have Christian Cairo, who's been playing well with his junior club right now, seeming to be a nice prospect for an offensive defenseman. And even guys in the later rounds like Matthew Simonoff, who's playing with the Kamloops Blazers, teammate of Logan Stankoven, having a phenomenal season in the WHL with Cam Loops. And then, of course, you have the offseason additions through free agency and trade. Of course, Mason Marchment, the big headliner there, he's come in and been that you know top six depth that the Stars have desperately needed. But even a few defensemen get added to the roster as well. And Colin Miller coming by way of Buffalo and Niels Lundqvist coming in by way of the New York Rangers via trade. All of those guys been very good additions to this team. All of them finding ways to contribute, some a little bit different than others. Miller, 
getting some nice offensive production from time to time, but being more of a defensive defenseman. Niels Lundqvist finding his footing offensively. And of course, Mason Marchment, one of the better forwards on this team, whenever you exclude the top line. And of course, we have to talk about the extensions that were done for contracts. You can throw in Joe Pavelski twice as he got extended. I believe it was last February uh, to get the contract that he's on now. And then, of course, yesterday he gets extended by Jim Neal. But also the Stars were able to get a contract for Jake Ottinger, Jason Robertson, and Rope Hintz. Absolutely massive for this franchise and organization going forward. Those three going to be key pieces for this team for a long time, alongside some of the other players like Wyatt Johnston, Logan Stankoven, Miro Haskinen. And I know I tweeted it out the other day, just a ton of great talent spread throughout this organization right now and the NHL level, the AHL level, and even in the ECHL level. Guys like Antonio Stranges down with the Idaho Steelheads doing some pretty great stuff for that respective team. And even right now, things just seem to be going very well for the Dallas Stars. And of course, it's a season of ups and downs. And the Stars currently in a really nice spot of being up, uh, you know, sitting atop the Western Conference, up by five points in the Central Division. And a lot of people would be led to say, you know, wait for the bad things to catch up. And I even heard this uh, a little bit yesterday on or two, two days ago, actually, during the pregame show, Razor and Josh Bogerard talking about the Stars' success this season. And, of course, you can't expect things to go perfectly all the time. The Stars will still have some bad games, some bad stretches. That is to be expected. But some people are saying, well, wait for you know things to finally catch up to them or something to go terribly wrong. And, you know, there's still going to be some adversity faced. But you also have to wonder if they're finally kind of past some of the really bad stuff and if the Stars are finally reaping the benefits of powering through some adversity. I mean, they've been going through a ton of adversity over the past few years. Of course, every NHL team dealing with the shutdown in 2020 and the bubble and all of the fallout from that. But then even after the Stars make that Stanley Cup run, just littered with injuries the next season, miss the playoffs the year after that. A ton of controversy around the coach. Is he the coach for this team? Should he be there? The Stars struggling to score goals offensively, but finding ways to make the playoffs and again pushing a very good Calgary team to the brink in that first round series I mean they've just been fighting and fighting and fighting and now new coach a little bit of a new roster some nice key additions and things are finally starting to look up for this team and again that's not to say that we are clear of bad days bad games bad stretches or bad performances as those are still bound to happen this season but from what we've seen this year, I mean, this just feels a little bit different from some of the good Stars teams we've seen over the past handful of seasons. This team just does feel like they have that little extra spark that we haven't seen in quite some time from a Stars team. The leadership is very sound. It's very solid. I mean, it's something that is the foundation of this team, the leadership of Jamie Benn. Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski, the leadership of Pete DeBoer. I mean, those guys have bought into his system and they've bought in to what he has to say. And so... 2023 could be another very special year for this team and for this organization. And, and I think it's going to tell us a lot about where this organization is continuing to head based on the performance of the stars in 2023. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to come back tomorrow as Sam Nestler will be joining the show. We'll be talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions for the Stars, as good as they're playing right now. There's always something you can do to work on yourself, improve yourself. And so Sam and I will be discussing that about how that pertains to this year's version 
of the stars. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on social media as well at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter and my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys so much again for listening and we'll be back here tomorrow with Stars New Year's resolutions and I'm sure Sam and I will talk a little bit about the Stars and Kings matchup that'll be coming up at 9 p.m. Central Time. Gotta love those West Coast games. But we'll see you there, Stars fans. I hope you have a great Monday. Monday.